Oh, 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 cheeky monkeys. Get on with it. Toffee, toffee. It's black cap. Hashtag Buckheaders. That's magnificent. Hello, John. Up and down. Well done. Bye bye. Hello, welcome to ADW. How are we all? It's Saturday. We had a 3 p.m. kickoff, and we won. Happy days! Right, let's go straight to the chat box. Joshua Page straight in there as as the first guest. Then on two three five one hundred, being a cheeky chappy. The Arsenal win and Wales behind against England. Jason will be happy. Oh, perhaps not. Laughing cheeky get. Julian Salmon's in there. Alan Craker. Marky GTI, Daniel Cronin, Joshua Page, I've mentioned you, AMT, OFT, Naked Again, Carlito Alguna is there, uh, Avon Teddington, David Michael, Hennis P, Pete Colson. If I missed you out, I'm sorry. Um, Marcus Hodges and Thompson Norway, just had Ken Plex, they're all there. So here we are, ABW Live is back, and we're back to winning ways. Hope you're all well, guys. Military Gunners there. JSSAFC smashes in with a donation. You lot stop that nonsense today. James McMurray's there as well. I tell you what, how are we all? It's not a bad day to be alive. And on that, before we start the show, um, a bit of a shout-out to a guy called Matthew J. Watkins. Um, he's played rugby for Wales. Um, he passed away this morning. Uh, a rare form of pelvic cancer. He's only 41. Um, he's he mate of a mate of mine, um, a guy I used to work with. By all accounts, cracking bloke, young family. Um, you know, just what do you say to that? It's just sad days. So, you know, guys, you know, we talk a lot about mental health and, and health on the show. Get yourselves checked out, okay? You know, remember, you know, your health's important. You feel there's something wrong, go to the doctors, talk to somebody, get it done. Don't leave it, don't face problems alone. You don't want to see that, okay? So, guys, you know, just please, 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 you know, you're important to us. Don't mess about. If there's anything you think is wrong, get it seen to. Um, right, on the show today, we have the one and only Danny the GFP. Say hello, Danny. Hello, John. <laughs> That's actually cheered me up. Sorry, pal. I'm going to quickly check the score. <laughs> I can't believe this, okay? Wales and England are on, and I've got to do this. I can't, I'm not happy. Um, also, is today, it's, well, I'm, well I, mean, I haven't poured in before. It's the magnificent Nicky Wilson. Say hello, Nicky. Hello, John. That doesn't work <laughs> the second time, does it? <laughs> I like it, okay? And it's all that matters is if I like it. That's all that matters. Alan Bastard smashes in the donation and he says, Thank Christ again. Alan, you're not wrong, pal. I wonder who the hell you are because it's the MP. He's, he's, he used to be an MP in, uh, in England. Everyone knows that. So, Alan. Yeah, I, I saw the documentary. Right, okay, let's get straight into it. Guys, Arsenal and West Ham, 3 pm kickoff on a Saturday. I think the majority of these games have been draws today. In the lineups, we had Niketia starting over Lacazette again. Mari getting his first start. Hector on the bench due to a, a hamstring strain and socket right back. Dan, what were your thoughts? 
Um, my thought is, I hope you don't come to me while I'm thanking those two for their donations. There you go. My thought on the the lineup: I was uh, I set my alarm for uh, two p.m. Had a couple of snoozes. I thought it was going to take me uh, three quarters of an hour to get up and get dressed. At ten to three, I thought, "Oh fuck, I better get out of bed." <laughs> yeah, so uh, the snooze thing got me again. Um, yeah, I wanted to find somewhere that was going to show the original lineup because this is only showing the lineup once the game is finished, but. Yes, yeah, so we had Socrates at right back. Then I thought, well, maybe what's up with Bellerin? Why isn't Bellerin playing at right back? And then I think we've got quite a few games coming in a row. We've got to play Man City on Tuesday. We only played uh, midweek against uh, when we won the um, against Portsmouth. And so I suppose we can't be playing someone who's come back from injury, playing him, playing him every single game. And to be fair to Socrates, he had a half decent game, hit the post, and uh, got a yellow card. As for the rest of the lineup, I'm glad that Eddie got another chance, although. Eddie may not score goals as regularly as you would think as a someone who's starting games for Arsenal would score. He's definitely getting in there and he's getting chances. And the more he plays, the better he's going to be. I haven't got much choice in the central midfield. I mean, Ceballos and, and Xhaka. Listen, who else can we really put in the middle of there? Apart from Guendouzi running around like a headless chicken. And then you're uh, holding your breath whether he's going to have a good game or not. Interesting to see Mari starting and no sign of Mustafi. Now, Mustafi's had a couple of knocks recently, he's hasn't injured. he? He's injured. Ah, there you go. I thought he might be. Surprise Holding hasn't come back either because Holding is really taking his time to come back. I know Mari and Holding and I think one other played for the under-23s um, in a game. I think they won 4-3 recently. So other than that, you couldn't really make many changes to the first team, the starting eleven, because we haven't really got the players to come and do it. The likes of um, uh, Willock and Nelson, those are always going to um, be amongst the players that are going to come on as a sub. But yeah, the only other thing I, I was I would say is that I'm surprised that he brought Lacazette on, on so soon, which I was quite happy with. It worked out well, well but to, to the starting lineup. The only thing I was concerned about was Bellerin. Well, you know, we had players fading around that side. Um, Nick, the game kicked off within two minutes. You know, we have Leno saving from Bowen. Um, uh, you know, a shot from outside the box. Leno gets fingertips to it, hits the post uh, after Jacques gave the ball away. It wasn't a finest start, was it? No, I mean, Jacques, he has got that in him. And you don't mind him doing those sort of passes in the final third, which he is quite good at, but to be doing those sort of passes in your own like 18 yard box box, that's I mean that's suicide football. I don't know if that's what he meant to do or he mishit it, but that sort of stage, you just got to clear it upfield, just smack it up to the striker or out into the corner flag, just get everyone set. But I mean, I don't know what he was thinking doing that. To be honest, what do you think? I I, I genuinely thought he, he had a brain fart. He's got that in him. Unfortunately, um, I mean, we'll get on to it, but I think him and Ceballos, were, they, they, they were pretty loose to the ball today. They gave the ball away far too often. Um, our midfield is, is, is struggled today. We, we couldn't add that uh, the zip to the game, uh, which, which kind of cost us. Um, you get Xhaka then, Danny, firing over um, from outside the box after seven minutes. Um you know, it, 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 we've been waiting for one of these. They've been coming, haven't they? I said this in the last yeah. podcast midweek. I said, 
he has scored no goals this season. Usually you get four or five goals from him. So maybe he listened to the show and he thought, well, I'm going to have my regular pot shot because you would guarantee most games until Arteta took over, Xhaka was going to have a couple of those um, per game and two or three of those may be on target and then one per season would be a right screen that would go in. So good to see him having a chance, um, um, keeping the goalkeeper on his toes, as the, the um, commentators might say. Yeah, good to see. Yeah, I, I mean... It, it... <laughs> It's nice. I'd just like him to get them on target. Do you know what well, I mean? He's been a while before having any, so it's going to take another half a dozen before he gets any on target. <laughs> but when he does, they're going to all going to be thunder bastards. Uh, let's hope so. Let's hope so. Uh, I mean, you know, look, I, I, there's a lot of frustrated comments in the box. And I've got to be honest, I'm frustrated with today's performance. Uh, I, I, I didn't enjoy it. But I think we've just got to put into perspective where we are in the moment. You know, you've, re, you've got a, a manager who's two months and a bit into his um uh, in, into his uh, into his tenure this first managerial job and you got a team who personnel wise we're lacking the players he needs to play um and you they they've been lacking in confidence for a long time this season so you know we we kind of are where we are but let's get on to, let's get, get back into the game nick you then see um Fonals, pick up a yellow for a foul on Pepe. Pretty cynical. I thought that was the sign that Atkinson was going to have a good game. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, that one, I mean, that's similar to what Xhaka did a few years ago and got sent off for. I mean, that was just complete tackle from behind. No attempt to play the ball. And then I thought, right, well, Pepe should have a good game today because if he's going to run at him for a yellow card, what, for... 85 minutes or something like that, you thought that'd do well because he should be in his pocket for the rest of the game after getting booked that early, but probably not. We didn't run at him then, did we? We didn't put him under pressure, which is a bit frustrating, but there you go. Danny, read that comment from Thomas. At least our players don't run in the stands and attack us. (laughs) Oh, uh, Oh, Thomas. To, to be fair, I mean, that's still an investigation, isn't it? I didn't mean it. He's not that kind of bloke who'll get away with it, much like Son. Uh, if he, if, if he genuinely gets away with that, okay, you know, then you know, it's just more proof that this is the most corrupt league in the world. If we go onto the pitch, we get a lifetime ban. Why can't he get a ban for well, going not being funny. You, you, you get a yellow card for for going to the supporters when... Um, uh, Oh, yeah. When you celebrate, yeah, you get a yellow yeah. card for that. But you know what Spurs are like, they get away with everything. I mean, Son, two foots people, nearly breaks their legs, done it twice, both times got away with it. It's, it's, it's not it's that type of player. Yeah, I've got to be honest. Boys, it, the, the, the Premier League is corrupt, okay? All this bullshit about FIFA and UEFA, I've never seen anything like it. And we'll get on to Atkinson's performance later, but there we go. Um, Danny, Max, after 10 minutes, Maxi misses a ball. Antonio, right on it, okay? Takes it into the box, screws up the pass to, I can't remember whose teammate was, just behind it. You know, ah, we got lucky, didn't we? Yeah, like like Jose Madeira says there, um, oh no, wrong one. Uh, where is it? Oh, you're going to, as Rudy. Thank God, Archie, that um, Antonio couldn't hit a barn door. Because if Antonio would have, would have been able to get that on target, um, yeah, we would have been in trouble because I think if we'd have gone one nil down, 
that game would have first of all we wouldn't have won one nil if we'd have gone one nil down but that game would have been a lot harder West Ham we're just lucky they were shit Fabianski had uh, another magnificent game they've been this season when they've not had Fabianski in goal West Ham have been rubbish and that's what got um, uh, um, the bloke sacked old Man City manager Pellegrino Pellegrini in Pellegrini, yeah, that's what got him sacked because the really bad run is when they had that clowning goal they've now got rid of. So Fabianski saved them today. But if uh, yeah, if, if they had scored a goal, I don't think we'd have, we'd have been lucky to get a draw out of it because we were just awful at times. I, I don't know. I mean, look, you know, she, a goal changes the game, doesn't it? A goal changes the context of the game. It, it changes your performance. But we we we, we the first half was painful. Uh, Nicky, you then get Ozil taking a shot after Eddie did a bit of good work. Shot is saved by Fabianski. I felt Ozil should have done better there. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what Ozil was trying to do is um, trademark, hit it into the floor sort of goal. And then obviously the bloke blocked it in front of the goalkeeper and I went out to Eddie, which I was a bit disappointed because he was such a tight angle. You know, he's got to be putting that back to someone. I think Pepe was a bit further back screaming for the ball and he just sort of chipped at a funny angle and fell over towards the goalkeeper. But look, I mean, we were talking earlier, but he's young. He's going to learn that in the next, hopefully, few years or so. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. i got to be honest with you. I, I, Eddie, Eddie's at a point in his career. Yes, he's going to be frustrating. He's learning. And, you know, I think... With a lot of these guys, and I do this with Guendouzi, I'm very guilty of this with Guendouzi. These guys are on their, uh, um, uh, you know, they're, they're on their learning trail. Yeah. You know, they're, 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 it's, it's, this is their education in football, and you have to give them a bit of a break. You, you know, it, it gets annoying, but we, ha- you know, they will get there sooner or later. Danny, after 18 minutes, then you get to see Haller. He actually dived after a challenge in the box, trying to win a penalty. And Martin Atkinson just ignores it. You know, it, how how does he how does he ignore that? It was a clear dive. You know what he was trying to do, but Atkinson ignores it and lets it go. Yeah, I was listening to the Peter Crouch pod, and they had who's the Tranmere um, referee says he's oh, a Tranmere. Okay. He was on there. Sounds like a decent bloke, but it's a yeah, it's called that Peter Crouch thing. So go and go and have a listen to that with the one with the referee, and he explains a lot about VAR because I think it was only done in the last couple of weeks. Okay. And so he says he, um, referees know that these kind of things are going to go on, and then we know that sometimes referees don't want to book people for the first time they do something. You know, you, you always get a couple of. That's why they do rotational fouls because players will get away with it if 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 it's not the same person kicking the same people over and over. And as to why he didn't book him. I, don't, I think some referees just rather let the game play on. I suppose it depends on how how dramatic your a dive for a penalty is, and I suppose we have seen penalty dives that are worse than that, and ones that are not worse than that. Which is the that's part of the joy of football, the inconsistency of referees. Yeah, but it, it's a clear dive. He's on his feet after the challenge, mm. ball's gone, and then he throws himself to the floor. Well, we you had know, a one later on with Eddie, didn't we? So, yeah, I mean, neutral, when you're looking at those two, are they much different? No, yeah, they are. Ed, Eddie's in contact with the guy, mm. okay? He has made the most of it and has been waved on, rightfully so, okay? But there was nobody near Harlow when he throws himself to the floor. Mm. And that's the big thing for me, okay? But they're going to, if, you, if, they, if you paused it and looked at the referee's line of sight, was there no one in front of him? Could he be 100% certain that he did actually dive and that yeah. he, he didn't fall or was shaft uh, or... 
that, that, that's, that's another question. Bit, isn't it? To be fair, that's another question. Yeah, mm. let's go. Okay, so twenty-one minutes in, uh, uh, Nicky. Socrates heads the ball over. He's got a free header from the corner. Um, there's been some good work from Aubameyang and Pepe. He hits. He hits the the crossbar. Uh, you know, and it goes over. In these situations, I'm a big fan of Socrates. To be fair. Because, you know, he, he gives it everything and he can come up with a few goals from the season. I thought he should have done better. There's nobody challenging him. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, because obviously about that came in from a corner and went out to Aubameyang. But obviously he put the ball in and that was a fair bit of pace, but that was like a complete straight ball. So I think as Socrates was running on to it and to head it, I think if it had had some form of angle, he might have been able to put it, like, see, the likes of hit it down into the bottom corner. But I think because he had, um, Aubameyang had to put it over the two guys in front of him, it was quite high. So I don't know if he could have got it down as well as he wanted to. But, I mean, he hit the post you, or the crossbow. You're going to get much better than that, are you? Well, you know, he, need, he needed a shot. He needed a trip. He needed a score there for me. Um, but he's not a striker and there's far worse misses than that today. Um, Dan, after 22 minutes, it, the first half, we had a lot of possession, right? And, and two, three, five, one hundred, you're in trouble, yeah. Okay, me and you, fella, we're gonna have words. Behave. Um, England just scored again. The 50. I wondered what you were doing. I thought, ah, I just hope he's gonna fall off his chair. I'm trying to do two things at once here, okay, you know, and it's really <laughs> awkward, okay. Um, you know, to, what the hell can I say? After 22 minutes, um, Antonio throws himself to the ground and actually wins a free kick. And uh, this is the bit that got me. At this point, you know, there was no way he was actually touched by anybody. Surrounded by three defenders. Atkinson gives him the benefit of the doubt. But Jacques and Ceballos at this point, they were bloody awful. I, 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 the, the midfield pairing, they just were not... Play, playing well, we were giving the ball away too often, and um, you know, it's not even brave balls. We, you know, brave passes that we're, we're turning over. It's just the normal run of the mill stuff to keep the, the game ticking over. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I thought, man, Sabarov's making some decent runs, and Jack is kind of doing his job, but they need a little bit more help from someone uh, playing in the Terea position where they can concentrate on the rest of their game. We've always seen when Xhaka is the one who has to do the defensive midfield thing, that's not when we get the best out of him. And when Ceballos isn't making them forward runs as much as he would do because Ozil's there. And when I was watching, making the note of watching Ozil, and Ozil was doing, as soon as he got the ball, he was tapping it back off to somebody else for most of the game until until he got the assist, which was magnificent. So I'm going to say nothing bad about him. But it's just another case of we have to, um, players not playing in their best positions. And plus West Ham, whenever they were we were attacking, they had eight or nine players in the box. And I were looking at it thinking, well, how the hell are we going to do this? Because there's three ways, there's three sides we're going to score a goal. Down either wing, well, Pepe's doing ballet lessons on the right-hand side. Um, Saka's doing it as well on the left-hand side. And the only other avenue is to go straight through the middle. Well, Sobias couldn't do that because Ozil was in there. So he'd give the ball to Ozil and Ozil would, just, as soon as he get it, tap it off to somebody else. 
I don't know. That's the kind of thing a player will do when they've got no confidence, isn't it? They, they as soon as they get the ball, they give it to somebody else. So, but with Özil, I give him the benefit of the doubt and don't think he's trying to get rid of the ball by giving it to somebody else. That he's trying to set stuff up. But it was either a little bit late or a little bit early, and things like you're saying, things just really weren't working out. But you can't play Shaka in that defensive midfield role. It, it just it slows him down too much. He likes to get forward too much. And if you're asking him to go and cover for Saka when Saka's making a run, that means he's trying to do three jobs at once. I, I, I just think the midfield three again. You know, we'll, 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 we'll count Ozil in the midfield three. I think they were poor today. I think you know at, at times we're a little bit gutless in there, and you know we need that game ticking over. But is that because the lack of movement from further up? Because everybody's just standing there waiting for ball to feet, and there are no runs to sort of get things going, and and, and that I find a real issue. You know. I think, you know, you, you've got Mezzet, who's very lateral at the moment, and he's very frustrating. Um, Pepe just stood there waiting for the ball to feet all the time. He's not, you know, we're not drawing defenders away or midfielders away. We're so one-dimensional, and I think that's something that Arteta's going to have to work on. Well, according mm-hmm. to whoscored.com, Xhaka had an 86% pass success rate. He had 86 passes... And 65, I don't know, 76 passes and 65 uh, were accurate. So he had um, 11 passes that went astray. Yeah, look, I, I, I think, you know, um, what was the score for Ceballos? 97 yeah. passes, 86 were um, accurate. So he had. He also had 11 that went astray and yeah. he had an 89% pass success rate. It, it's, it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, we're, we're looking at this, I think yeah, there was sloppiness there for certain, okay? For certain, there was sloppiness, but a bit of it. I'm, I'm looking at the a movement. I don't think Ateta's got a movement right yet, and that's that's going to be something we need to work on. But it's 94% pass rate. Yeah, great. Mickey, um, after 20 minutes, after 30 minutes, sorry, you see Leno save from Fernandez again. Um, poof. Leno today was our saviour. Yeah, he has been well, the last, especially this season, towards the end of last season, he does seem to get out of the box really well. And he, you know, I can't really complain. I don't know if he's making any worldy saves, but he's saving everything we would expect him to save. Six saves today. Six saves, yep, that's good. But um, I don't really know what else to say about him, really. I mean, we, I don't think we do him a lot of favours how we defend. No. But if if we keep giving him decisions to make, like playing it back to him under pressure or, like, with we're bombarding him with, like, free kicks and stuff like that and he's getting, like, indecisive, like, do I come, do I stay, do I punch it, do I not? You know, I think being – how old is he, Dan? Was he still about 26? 28. 28, well, it's a bit older then, but obviously, I mean, goalkeepers don't usually come in their own till around, what, 30? Yeah. Like, with experience-wise, so I think we've got a decent keeper now, as long as he doesn't do anything stupid, like, you know, smoking in the change rooms away to Southampton on Boxing Day, nothing like that. But you compare his stats today, he had a total saves of six, Fabianski one, he had three parried saves, Fabianski none. And uh, parried away from danger, he had two, and Fabianski had one. That just shows how much more attacking West Ham were today than we were. Sorry. What, me? Okay, yeah, no, 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 just, yeah, whatever. Um, Are you watch, still watching the rugby? Uh, no comment, no comment. We're getting humped at the moment. It's not good, it's not good. Um, 
Danny, uh, you then see some lovely feet from Ceballos after Socrates and Ozil screw up a little movement. Um, you, you, I, for, Ceballos really frustrated me today, but there's a lot of good in what he does, isn't there? He is important because he is he's getting forward and he's trying to create stuff, but he's got that permanent barrier of Ozil in front of him. Um, I was trying to think back to the because we've all said the kind of player that we need. Um, number tens are out; people aren't really using number tens anymore. And Ozil is a very static number ten. He'll go a little bit left, a little bit right, maybe a little bit deeper. But I'm not going to say the Ramsey word, but I'm going to have to. That's the more. Uh, I think Sabias is more of a Ramsey kind of player, and Ramsey oh, still has to get the ball from. Shut your face. It's nothing to do with the athleticism. It's positional stuff. He gets the ball and he wants to bring it forward. And uh, I'm trying to, when before we had this, what did Urzel do? Did Urzel get in the way of Ramsey when he was making the forward runs? Or or has Sabayos been told that you get to a certain point and then you've got to give it wide or you've got to give it to Urzel? It seems that part of his play of his game is uh, I'd like to see Sabayos play without Urzel playing in front of him. I think. That's not good. Did we play Ramsey a lot on the right wing when we bought Ozil? We played Ramsey a lot on the right hand side when we were playing um, oh, uh, Theo up top. And we played, um, oh, what's the donkey's name? Coughlin and Cazola in the middle. Um, you know, it, it was one of those. Then we played him on the right hand side, the clog up the right hand side. Yeah, another one of them. Uh, one of those it was. Archie um, says that um, Sabayos at a 10 is pony. No, thanks. No, I'm not saying um, Sabayos at a 10. I'm saying playing in the... So you have a Terea, a Xhaka, and then a Sabayos. And Sabayos can have more um, free roll to go and, and go forward and also get back. I don't want someone stuck in that number 10 anymore because I think at times it's a waste of a player. We, we, we'll talk about the athleticism, etc. later because I think that's the thing that's killing us at the moment. We're not, you know, we, we we need to be a bit more direct at times. We need to be drawing players out, and we're not doing that. Um, Nicky, then you see at the 36th minute, Pepe driving into the box, some great feet, okay, and some really good defending from Rice to stop it. Then in the 37th minute, Pepe's driving again. Eddie takes the, um, the ball, flies off to Eddie. Um, he shoots, but he's offside. So a little bit of an experience, an experience. A little bit of poor decision making from Eddie there, but you could see Pepe's danger at that point. Yeah, he's really starting to hop heat up at the towards the end of the season. So it's good that he's obviously struggled at the start of the season, like with the pace and the physicality of the Premiership. But he's definitely getting into it now. But I remember when he was saying when um uh Eddie he was pointing because I think he wanted the ball a lot earlier, so he was pointing. He ran into the space, but. Pepe, instead of passing it, he sort of ran through a player instead. But then rather than Eddie, you're like, oh, he didn't give me the boss. Like, no, get back on side, son. But he sort of just sort of sat out there for a bit. So obviously that's why he was offside. But like we were saying earlier, he's got to learn. So obviously Arteta is going to tell him things like that when they watch like the highlights and the videos and say, listen, mate, you've got to get back on side when you get this position. Because, you know, if you'd have got, you know, it only takes what? half a second to take a couple of steps back into the side. And not only that, if he'd have done that, he could have been unmarked and then we'd have had the goal rather than be disallowed for off. Did he actually put it in the net, though? No. 
but well, so it didn't finish it anyway. No, it, was, so. it, was, it was saved anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's this thing. It's frustrating. You, you look at Pepe. He's got the skills. His decision making is is tripe at times. He's got a wonderful final ball. Okay, but you know he needs to play the simple ball and vary his attacking style at times. You know he needs to become a, a, a real team player. I saw him. I saw him. When I was a bit later in the game, but like when he was like trying to play a few one twos with Ozil, I think before with like Ceballos. Yeah, and he's putting it where he thinks Pepe's gonna go, but Pepe doesn't go there, or vice versa. So maybe you know the longer they play together, like in matches and in training, they'll sort of get onto the same page a bit more. So hopefully, like you know, with like Perez and Omri, they just knew where they were gonna be before. But obviously playing for France for years and then for Arsenal for years as well. So hopefully he'll get that a bit more in the next, especially to start of next season. Absolutely. Rudy, Rudy Rastos just got a great point there. We're going to talk about this a little bit later, OK? I, I'm, I want to keep up my the, the powder dry on that for a second, Rudy. But we will speak about it. Um, Danny, then you get uh, a corner for West Ham. Um, awful defending from us. Absolutely crap. Okay, from the whole back four to be fair, and the midfielders. Um, Diop wins the ball, Antonio fires wide. How we managed to miss, I don't know. That's the second one we've got away with. We should be 2 0 down, shouldn't we? Yeah, unless someone else said uh, we started off with uh, Antonio couldn't hit a barn door, and someone else said he couldn't hit a barn door if he was inside the barn. I think that applies <laughs> superbly today. At that point during the game, I'd got so bored, and I was buying, on Amazon buying batteries for my remote for my heaters, so I didn't really see that. I remember them building up to the corner and hearing the, uh, um, hearing the uh, not the radio, the uh, the stream that I was watching. I was watching a Canadian one. I don't know who was doing it. Yeah, but there was a. There was a sense of frustration at the stadium. I think the fans are getting very... Um, well, as, as an Arsenal fan at the moment, it's not easy because people aren't going to the games. There's nothing really to look forward to. The only thing we've got is the, is the FA Cup and the rest of it is just like... A, being an Arsenal fan is like being a Wednesday, a Wednesday afternoon at work. You just go, oh, God, we're only halfway, only another few things to go. And this, the whole thing is just... It's it's right. We don't, we're not. People aren't listening to podcasts. People aren't going to games. People are. We're very. Our WhatsApp groups. We're very rarely talking about football in there. And uh, yeah, it's all it's all a bit shit at the moment. Oh, will you stop uh, being so fucking negative? Right, let's not, get on with this. No, no, no. Shut up, don't Stop being negative, okay? We have, we've only lost one game. I know. Since, I don't know what people want. I don't know what people want. Oh no, I'm not saying they're right. I'm just you saying know, it's like I'm a sorry. afternoon. But the negativity around the place at the moment is just—it makes me sick. You know, I've got to be honest with you, Reda. You know, okay, it was an awful display against Olympiacos. It was really frustrating. It was horrible. Okay, but my God, we haven't lost a game in the league since Chelsea. Okay, um, was that did we lose against Chelsea? When was the last time no, we won a league game? We drew with them. Yeah, we drew with them. You know, we, we're doing okay. We're doing okay. I tell you what, okay, we're turning the ship around, but it's going to take time. We need a bit more positivity. Yes, it's frustrating, but that's the way it goes. Right, Nikki, on the 46th minute, Niketia in the box, and this is the one we were talking about earlier on. Oh, he, he could have had a, a, a yellow card for that, couldn't he? I'll be back in a sec. 
What's uh, was he talking about the dive near the end? Is that what you said? Um, I think maybe the one in the penalty area where uh, he, I think it maybe it might have been the I wouldn't say it was a dive, but then the argument with the referee afterwards because he I think the referee told him to shut up and go away. Didn't oh he? yeah, he was arguing. I mean, the bloke ran in, and I thought, well, it looks like he was gonna take him out, but then he just like planted both feet and stopped, and then he just sort of kept going and sort of. I won't say dive, but he sort of chucked himself out the way of it a bit. But his legs but, did kind of sweep away from him, didn't they? He didn't drop straight down. There was contact with the, with the, the West Ham person. Yeah, I think there was a bit of contact. As, I mean, they didn't show the replay, obviously, because that was just before halftime. So they never show a replay, because obviously we can see more stuff like that in slow motion and stuff like that. And you've got to think, if that was... if it, Well, I'd say if it was a penalty, then VAR would have given. And I was thinking... As that happened, was that a penalty? Was that? I don't know. Like I say, they did show the replay and then they blew for half time. And then I was just thinking in the back of my mind, are they going to bring everyone out like they did in Germany? Was it this season <laughs> or last season? Bring us all back out to take the penalty? I was thinking, oh, that'd be something to talk about. But obviously, they looked at it and they didn't. But it's one of those, I don't think I'd been upset if that was given against us because like I say, the, the blokes, both feet were planted. He didn't lift the leg up. He didn't put an arm out. So, and the referee like, probably looked at it as a coming together. We got. Yeah, a, I don't think it was a dive, and I don't uh, think it was a penalty either. Pete he's, isn't happy, he, Jace. He's, he's tried to win that, hasn't he? He's tried to win yeah. that. I'm sorry again, and I, I really, really like Andy again. Well, I was saying, Jason, he did look like he was gonna take him out. He the way he was running in, but it just seemed at the last second he was like, "Oh no, better not," and just planted both feet. But Eddie was already go, sort of going down. I think he clipped him on the way down, didn't he? So I'm like, mm. and yeah. like Danny said, argue with the referees. I like, don't argue with the referee. We're not allowed to argue with the referees. No, it's just one of those. I, I don't get the point. You know, it's pointless at times. You know, you, you can ask him the question, but he's not going to change his mind. Pete will get to that in a second. Okay, Phil McHenry, right? We're still Six Nations champions. We're still Grand Slam champions until. Coronavirus stops everything. I don't know. Are you living in the past there? <laughs> Last season, yeah, yeah. We're awful uh, at the moment. We're not good. Not but like I'm, every uh, four years then. Look, behave now, okay? How is it? I, I, don't, don't, stop. I don't like egg chasing. Oh, do me a favour. Yeah, look, read, shut your face and read, read a quote. Rudy's putting quotes in from the press conference. Um, I can't see him. Arteta, um, boss Michael. Uh, Arsenal boss Mikel Arteta on Lacazette and, and Ketia, they are both playing well and scoring. When I was talking to him, I could see he was determined to come on and score a goal. There you go. That's a quote. Cheers, Rudy. As magic, always. magic. End of the first half, down the UK. So the stats read like this, okay? Um, possession, 79% to us. Um, shots, on, uh, shots, three for us, five for West Ham. On target, zero for us. Two for West Ham, corners six five in our favour, and three fouls for uh, we've made as opposed to six from West Ham. We bossed the possession without actually bossing the game. Lots of possession, not a lot of um, penetration. You know, um, mid midfield is bang average. The front four felt were bang average. We're struggling to find that coherence at the moment, aren't we? 
I think we haven't got any outstanding players at the moment. We're having um, a couple of players love a good game, a couple of players love quite a good game. Then the next game, they're they're not having a good game. It's just taking a, a while. Like you were saying, it's only 14 games, 15 games into Arteta's uh, um, run as manager. And these things are going to take time as he's giving players their, their orders and new ideas and saying, you need to go and do this and go and do that. Eventually, it is all going to come together. We are the only unbeaten Premier League team in 2020 which is magnificent to see. And like I always say, you look back at this game in the history football yearbooks and it will just go 1-0 West Ham clean sheet, Lacazette scored, move on. And But they do, we were lucky to beat them because they were as rubbish as we were at times, but they were just a little bit more rubbish. No, I agree with that. I agree with that. I don't uh, start that was... saying that. I'll be telling me to shut up. Yeah, no, I'm, I am going to tell you to shut up. Um, the one thing that really screamed to me with that first half, Nick, was obviously, I don't know what's going on with AMN at the moment, and today really made it strange for me. But Socrates at right back again, we okay, we know that there was a bit of a hamstring strain for um, Hector. yeah, thank you. Um, before the game, but you know, and, and to be fair, Socrates, before we go into this, I thought he played very well today. I, I, I you know. I, I think he should have scored with the header, but that's and that, I wouldn't have a go at him about it. Um, and I don't mind giving Socrates any stick, as you all know, right? Up. But I thought he played very well, well today. He's asked to do a job he's not built for. J Rob just smashes in the donation and he says, I'm working, chaps. I'll catch you later. J Rob, I've missed you. Good to see you back. Cheers, bro. Um, but we lose so much with Socrates in that position. We have no athleticism getting forward. Pepe has got no help. Nobody overlapping him. Nobody getting forward. It was really obvious to see in that first half, wasn't it? Yeah, but I think when we see other players come in like and play for different positions, we assume they're going to play exactly the same as the player they're replacing. I mean, I don't know if there's any fullbacks that could actually replace Bella and how he plays with his pace and that. But I noticed with Socrates, like when he has played at right back, that's kind of a, I don't know, the right word, like a false right back. It seems like when we haven't got the ball, he's almost like between right back and a defensive midfielder. Quite similar to how um, Man City used Kyle Walker for a long period of time. So it just seems we've got no defensive Midfielder, even though I hate that word defensive midfielder, we've got Danny Ceballos playing just in front of the back four, picking it up, running as far as Ozil, and then Ozil doing whatever he does. So it seems like we're a man down in midfield. So he sacrificed like overlapping with Pepe with Bellerin because, well, obviously he's pulled the hamstring, but he's maybe helped that's helping midfield out slightly more and defense. So I mean, he's, he's not going to do what Bellerin does, is he? No, he's simply incapable of doing it. He simply hasn't got the athleticism for it. To be fair, he tries and he gives it his all. I've got to take my hat off to Socrates in this. Um, You know, he he, he really has a go. I admire his tenacity in trying to do it, but he's way off. He's way off at the moment. Um, Dan, a pretty poor first half from us. Um... Yeah, what what how do you feel about it all? Because I saw your tweet about it. 
Yeah, absolute shit. I wish I'd have stayed in bed. I can't believe I had to get up for this nonsense. We've got we've now got 172 people in the WhatsApp group for ABW, and uh, you're you, you're still getting over the Emery era. It's like a long term flu for you. You you you've been you're usually sitting in a corner rocking when Emery was uh, last as manager, and you're still oh. not not fit and ready to do shows. But no one else can do it because uh, oh, we've got we've got special people who, who can't watch streams. Can't watch them. <laughs> I can't watch streams, no. You see the fucking one I was watching? It's in HD, you piratey shitbag. But we're not going to say who the piratey shitbag is. You can figure that out on your own. But it's just absolute shit. But I still watched it, still turned up, still got out of bed. Still only had about I, seven hours. We'll get, we'll get to me. Wales, England are playing at the moment, okay? And even though we're going to get humped, I, you know, this is... Why am I not watching it properly? No, 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 I've got to do this. Um, but right, anyway, we're doing you a favour looking at the score, aren't we? Oh, fuck, we're, we're 20 points to nine down. It's not unsurmountable, but we need to up our. How many points do you get for a goal? We need to put our trousers up. Um, never mind that. Right, guys, I've been missing from the show for a while. Um, done a couple of podcasts, but it's really good to be back. I've got to be honest, there, we losing Dave and the Emery Eva heart nearly killed me. So, you know. It's good to be back. But what's kind of confusing me at the moment is I'm back. The Arsenal have won. 1-0. Clean sheet. Be quiet, please. Sorry. Fingers on lips. And I've only got 41 fucking likes. 40 fucking one likes. How many people watching? That's embarrassing. You lot are kidding, though. Let me tell you one thing now. Okay, you know, if you in the whole plethora of the Arsenal world, okay, you're not fucking good enough to be called Gus Caesar at the moment, okay? You know, no, 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 you're not Thierry Henry in any way, shape, or form. You're not good enough to be called Gus Caesar, you know? You're not good enough to be called Igor Stepanovs or Paul Lydison, Paul fucking Lydison, okay? You know, start tapping that effing like button now because I've got to be honest with you, boys. I've seen some of your performances recently, Chatbox. And it's just downright gutless. Okay, you're not getting in there. And you know, the boys give up their time to, to give you content. To give you content. But no, 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 no. You're too good to be fucking tapping that like button, okay? Who do you think you are? Eric brother Eric Dyer's brother in the stand nonsense in it. No, 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 no. Excuse me. I would like 80 legs too sweet, please. Tappy tappy, let's get going. I've had a get full of all this. And wheels are getting in the rugby. It's awful frustrating. <laughs> On to the second half. Excuse me. I said it's disgusting, Jace. Thank you very much. Um, right, Nick, straight to you. Um, first half, second half kicks off. We see some really patient build-up play. Um, a great cross by Pepe. Just a little too strong from Aubameyang. Okay, oh, yeah, we could have opened that second half up properly, couldn't we? Yeah, I mean, was the one where um, Pepe put the cross in and Barry Ann was just like diving at full tilt? Yeah. Was, oh, but I'd have, he'd have done well to get that, to be honest. But he had to put it in at that pace to clear the, the defenders anyway. But I'd like to say we were patient building up, but I think at that even quite early on in the second half, West Ham started doing a bit of time wasting as well, so I think they were thinking 
our luck's not in today because they like said they probably should have had one or two goals. And I think they were already trying thinking about them, or maybe we can hold out for nil nil. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're in precarious position, aren't they? You know, I mean, they're fighting relegation. It's not going to be easy for them. You know, you're seeing teams grabbing points at the moment, and you know, Watford beating Liverpool really put the cart amongst the pigeons. They're they're all there in 27 points. Uh, you know, Watford lost today, thankfully for West Ham. Bournemouth lost today, but um, you know, it's it's going to be squeaky bum time for these clubs. Yeah. It really is. Uh, Not Danny, to make their comeback as well. Well, oh, yeah, didn't last today, longer. Didn't, didn't okay. last longer. Yes, yes, yes. Um Dan, you see Fabianski saving from Niketia. Great save. I don't think Niketia could have done any more. There was some wonderful work from Saka in the build-up. Um I felt for Eddie. Yeah, it could it, we could have gone one nil up again. It was like watching Fabianski on a trampoline. He was standing up, dropped down, bounced straight back up again to save the goal of the ball as well. I saw that up again. I thought, how the hell is he? It's not like he's a young man there. He's got straight down, did it, got back up again. Magnificent. It was like another one of the goalkeepers at Arsenal that really didn't get enough chances. And and uh, I know Steve always really rated him. It rated all the, all the Polish um, goalkeepers. But yeah, it's, um, you've seen this season, West Ham have been shit without him. And you can see why now. If it wasn't, I mean, if their goalkeeper... If their striker would have done his job, they'd have had a couple of goals because Fabianski definitely did his job today. He could be one of those players that can go in the dressing room after the game and go, well, I've done my job. You fuckers yeah. didn't do your job. But like you're saying, Eddie. But um, Nick was saying earlier about Eddie and them getting the ball and stuff like that. I think when you're a young... He's still only a young man. Is he still a teenager? Or maybe maybe 20, I don't know. You can't expect the rest of the team to play around you. You've got to come in. You've got to pick up the scraps because they're all be they're um, seasoned professionals playing that game, and so Eddie's just got things like this. He's just got to wait and bide his time, and these things will come because Arteta is giving him the minutes, which is going to be fantastic for him. And if this keeps happening, then and uh, next season we might even be able to let one of the front two go because we've got um, people like Martinelli and, and Ketty. Then it's exciting times, but yeah, he was unlucky. Well, we will come to that in a second. Nick, you then see Leno saving from an Antonio Header. He's going the wrong way. It's a really strong one-handed save. Poor defending from us again, showing that we're missing Mustafi. But um, fair play to Leno. You know, fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, we've seen keepers in the past. They would have like saved her, which you'd expect them to save her. But the fact he actually got so much power on it to actually push it out of play as well, rather than just drop down by his feet. So I think there was someone there ready to tap it in. Oh, Get in there! Fucking have it! <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh, come on! We're getting back in this. What Sorry, carry on, Nick. I should have missed it myself. Jeez, I'm scared. You've scared the cats. Yeah. <laughs> You're scared the chat as well. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, so I was just saying, he'd done well to actually look, so get the power on to move the ball away from goal. But he's not interested, Jason, is he? No, fucking really, boys. Not really. Don't <laughs> <laughs> give a monkeys. Oh, come on, Wales. What's the score now then? Um, 20, well, it's going to be 20 points to 16 to England. So I'm, um, uh, yeah. yeah so still losing. Back. We're still losing, but we're back in it. Um, that's a good England side. I'm really chuffed with that at the moment. 
Um, yeah, no, no, it was great from Leno, to be fair. I do apologise, Nick. I'm so sorry. sorry. Okay, um, uh, you know, it's one of those. Uh, and um, uh, was it, who's, that, who's that there? Boy C88 says, I thought that was the live reaction to us going one up. <laughs> it, 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 uh, us going one up, again, was just as bad as that. It really was. Sorry. Um, I do apologise. Also, a quick more on Leno before we get into yeah, it. Go I on. put something in the... Um, WhatsApp group earlier this week when they were talking about De Gea when he made his um, cock up in the last United game and they actually said from since the start of last season like was it De Gea Leno and a few others made seven errors leading to goals yeah but when I mean that well that's what they say I mean what they class as a goalkeeping error and what I class as a goalkeeping error might not be the same but I can't remember him obviously in the Olympiacos game that wasn't very good, but in this was in the Premiership. I can't remember him making like any outright howlers. Can you? No, there was one in Chelsea. Um, you, you look, you're, you're always going to get a mistake from your goalkeeper at some point. They're not, um, they're never perfect, are they? But to be fair to him, that he's so far up in the credit section. He's so far up in the credit section in what he's do, done for us. I, I got a lot of respect for Leno. I think they're probably better keepers out there. Okay, I do think that. But I think he's doing his job well. I think he can ha- hold his head up high. I think, you know, he's had a really good season for us. And to see him get um to see him get a clean sheet today, I was chuffed to bits for him. Um, quick shout out to Christian Andreasen. Good evening, Pete. Good people, he says. Just here to drop a like and send a message to Danny, hoping you will upload this quickly so I can get so I can listen in the morning when I'm milking the cows. Chris Anderson's got a farm in Denmark. Is it is Denmark, isn't it? Oh, that looks the same. It's the place where the Vikings used to go and uh... Yeah, he is a Viking, yeah. He is a Viking. Um so Christian, you're a top man. Keep it going, son. We think the world of you. He's the one that on a pod earlier this year, um, I said it, and this goes out to all the people milking cows. Because he said, hurry up, and, hurry up and get it done. He's actually, I'm looking on Twitter, he's only got about six followers, which I think is very sad. Yeah. Well, I'm not being funny. He doesn't tweet that often. But people, get following Christian. Danny, put his act in there, please. He's a top man, and we think the world of him. It's oh, Berg Gunnar. Uh, put, the, put, the, put it in the box. Yeah, I'm doing it. Put it up. Put it up. Highlight it, it, please. Highlight it. Um, there you go, so Bird the, There you go. Thank you. So um, then, after 58 minutes, we see Lacazette um, come on for Eddie. I thought Eddie's going. I thought Eddie played okay, but I think it's really difficult for him because that front four is not working that well at the moment. And, you know, for a young player, he's doing everything he should. And it's a real struggle for him. Um, you know, you, you can't expect a world from them. But, you know, he's still going on. He's running his angles. I think he needs to stay up a bit more and just hang around that box. If he hangs around that box, he, he'll get a bit more joy. But he's willing to work. He's I got a lot of time for Eddie McKett. Yeah, fair play to him. Danny, you then see Leno saving from Bowen. Bowen on the break. Um, he had options. But again, it wasn't the greatest save ever. But again, Leno saving us. 
Yeah, there was uh, someone made a good point in one of the podcasts that you're not the one I was on last week, one of the other two ones. They were saying that when Petr Cech came to Arsenal, how many points he would save us a season when, in fact, he, he probably didn't really save us any points. He did. His first season, he was superb. Oh, I don't go far that back. I can barely remember the first half, Jace, let alone 50 years ago. <laughs> but you look at that, he's, in, in our times of need, Leno has been there to save us and he's doing a great job with it. And uh, People are saying that it really began to Bayern Munich. Bayern Munich have already bought their replacement for yeah. um, Neuer. The so, um, boys going there, isn't he? Uh, huh? The Schalke boys going there. Yeah. So that's the, that's the one who will be eventually replacing uh, for Neuer. Right. Uh, well, to be fair, you know, I, I got, Leno's done really well for us. It's great. Um, about 67 minutes, you've got um, uh, Declan Rice firing over. Ceballos is looking as if he's well out of puff. He looks screwed. Um yeah, Nelson um, on coming on for Pepe. You know, you can see we've got a bit of depth coming now, haven't we, Nick? You know, you can see these guys got more minutes under their belt. I was a lot happier with Nelson coming on today than I was earlier on in the season. Yeah, Nelson, he's, I think he's stepped up since Arteta has been there. I think he's bulked up a bit as well. And it's good to have a lot more players on the bench as well. I mean, I always find it funny when people are screaming, oh, you've got to start this guy, you've got to start this guy. And all. I said, well, you've got to have someone to bring on. You can't just, you know, it's a squad game now. And that match day was at 18. You know, you've got to have something good to bring. Because if you start with your theoretically best side 100%, you're not going to be able to bring anyone decent on. And I think he did quite well what he's doing don't overcomplicate just get him on the ball and just get him to run at people no I, I, I agree with you Mike Hernandez has just smashed in with a donation and he says my wife called me to tell me that our baby boy finally said dada I explained to her that interrupting this podcast is unacceptable <laughs> come on you gooners um, oh Michael you're an absolute star mate Oh, God. Apparently, Sean's <laughs> first words were, were going around Tesco's in Huntingdon and she said bollocks. My nephew's first word, my nephew Sam's first word was lager. Three months intensive training. Intensive training. <laughs> I tell you what, okay, his mother was fuming. She was fuming. I then taught him slapper, but he kept on hitting me when I told him. So, so, you know, I just put a stop to that. But yeah, he used to run around, arms in the air, lager, lager, lager. I thought I found that very amusing. Um, Danny, we then see in 74th minute, Ozil is in prime shooting position. He he lays the ball off to Lacazette poorly, um, and and just loses the ball. I was fuming with Ozil at this point. It was he's got to be braver there, and he's got to take the shot on, hasn't he? Yeah, talking about him. Uh, oh, we got uh, got old Strutter in the chat. Is Jace giving a live view on the egg chasing? <laughs> no, he's back in your box, Gav. Back in your box. <laughs> um, yeah, I was uh, said in the first half that I was taking more of a notice of what um, uh, what Urzel was doing, and at some point towards just about the time in the game where you're talking about now, I noticed it was over the right-hand side. He was trying to make a couple of decent passes rather than just doing the give-and-go that he was been doing for quite a lot of the game. He was trying to create stuff. Now, he was stuck out on the right-hand side. I think he went to try and do a cross and the bloke stuck his leg out and the ball hit him. And then he had another go at it. And I thought, well, you know, to be fair, he is... What are you? Well, Berkey's come to say hello. Yeah, he's, he's still trying. 
But like like our boy says here, uh, oh no, fucking someone else has wrote something, haven't they? Where is it? Here we go. Urzel was still poor. He was still poor. I, I, yeah. Only bit, I think we get annoyed with him because he has so much ability. He should be able to levitate around that pitch. He has so much ability. But the longer it goes on, but then later in the game, what did he do? He did magic, didn't he, Jay? So I'm not well, going well, to This is the frustration. Like the same frustration, Santi Cazola, okay? When you're so good on the ball, when you're, um, you know, you're, when you're such a good footballer and, you're, you know, you're not hitting the ball on target, when you're not taking on these opportunities, I get very frustrated. And, uh, you know, it, it's just annoying. But, Nicky, then, okay, um, we see an Aubameyang shot blocked. The ball comes up, Ozil comes up, goes forward. Instead of taking the, the header on, he lays it off to Lacazette, who makes no mistake. Goal. Sean Massey holds her flag up. Ooh, she's wrong, yeah? And I got a lot of respect for Sean Massey. She's a very good official. She doesn't often get things wrong. But VAR, but Danny Garbidon is doing the comms on the stream I'm watching. I know. Danny Garbidon, ex of West Ham. And he said straight away, no, that's a goal. He's on site. VAR took five minutes to finally give the goal. What were your thoughts, Pam? Yeah, I mean, I think this is what VAR's been brought in for. You know, these, I mean, the linesmen or assistant referees, they can't get this right. They haven't been able to get offside right for a while because it's so tight. And and when they're going to start giving offside to, like, toes and kneecaps and stuff like that, and one person's going one way, one person's going the other way, She's looking at the ball. She's looking at the back. You know, by the time she looked from there to there, he probably was offside. Not when, well, that's the word. And when the ball is played, which is that word in, in the offside rule is what's been doing my head in for years. Because yeah. what does that mean when the ball is played? Because I've seen them stop the cameras in so many different positions where a person's kicking the ball. And that's like, it's a, he's, you know, the ball's off his foot. It's on his foot. He hasn't kicked it yet, or it's just a blur. And that could be what a second. Yeah, you know, that could be, and that's a lot of time in football when one person's running one way and one person's running the other way. You know, we've got these four K cameras taking hundreds of pictures a second, and that's why it took five minutes because they sit there, they're clicking on their mouse, trying to get people offside or onside because they're allowed to stop the play when they want to, which yeah. is wrong. You can't, if you're going to give, I haven't got a problem giving knees and toes offside. If you stop the ball for the same for every person, yeah. but they don't. And I know people say, oh, technology and all that, but that's, they've got to get offside, right? They've got to put a sensor in the ball, you know, like a G sense. I mean, you, you watch a bit of cricket, don't you, Jason? Yeah. Like when you see like how they do it, you know, use other sports that you know have had this sort of thing for years. When you see if there's a touch, you see the little, you know, the little line to say there was a touch, there weren't, and say right, this is where we stop it. It's at the highest arc of when they've kicked the ball, so that is when we stop it. We've got no wiggle room, and then yeah, fine, give toes, kneecaps offside. That's fine, but you can't sit there. I mean, we watched it. Three times he redrew that yeah. line and then he started drawing another line because the guy's foot had come up a bit 
So then he drew the foot from instead of his foot from his ankle. I'm like, well, what are you doing? And I think we, I won't say we got away with one because he was onside, but because about was it Aubameyang who played the ball in? He was actually in the shot and he was quite close up to play. Whereas a lot of the times we see these pictures and we can't even see where the person is who's playing the ball. And they show this weird camera angle, which none of us ever seen for offside, that we normally see in football, shot up the top, don't we? We see the ball being played, they draw the line, and we think, fair enough. But how they get away with just doing this, I mean, five minutes, I saw it from the first replay, I didn't even need any of these weird VAR, because the only part of him from how Ozil was standing was his arm, because he was standing side on. So he couldn't have been offside with your arm anyway, because you because you can't score with your arm, your arm cannot be offside. So what why they took five minutes and then let's say they added those five minutes on in stoppage time as well. And you know, West Ham very nearly scored an equalizer as well. It, it, it's that side of it, isn't it? When when Gabidon says it's clearly onside and, and the, you know the Let's be honest, VAR is only doesn't work because the officials are using it. Yeah. And I've got to be honest with you, the PGMOL needs a total overhaul. You know, when Riley's in charge of anything, you know it's corrupt. And you know, the, the incompetence of the likes of Moss, uh, McDean, Atkinson today is an absolute disgrace. Michael Harneman's just popped in with a donation and he says, never offside. Nelson's offside, but wasn't interfering with play. Lacazette and Ozil both onside, exactly. It was a really good goal, though, wasn't it, Dan? It was a really good goal, and it was... I, I, I thought we deserved it at that point. Yeah, but also, when I saw the replay back, I don't celebrate goals anymore because I don't I want to look like an idiot in front of my cats. It's bad enough that I'm wheeling around with no pants on and they're laughing at me, so I don't want to celebrate a goal and then turn out that it's got VA, it's been VAR'd. But when I saw the replay of the goal, you saw that it was initially it was set up by Aubameyang. He, made, he had a bit of a shot, hit their defender up in the air, and Ozil, at the speed of light, up like some kind of Jedi. I don't watch that Star Wars nonsense. Up like some kind of Klingon. And uh, like a scene from The Matrix again. Up, puts it straight onto the path of Lacazette. Lacazette has been missing these of late, and Lacazette makes no mistake, bangs it in, and then pulls his... And then almost immediately, Sean Massey has gone... Oh, that's offside because it was close from where she was, which is why, like I've said for years, we need a goal. We like in the Champions League, we need referees behind the linesman behind the goal, and we need two two linesmen on each side of the pitch. And then, then we wouldn't need such things as VAR. But it just ruins it for me because I didn't celebrate when he scored the goal. And then you wait five minutes and go, well, the commentators went, that's a goal. That's a goal. There's definitely a goal. And like Nicky was saying, they're measuring it, measuring it again. Blue blocks, red blocks, blue blocks, red blocks. Then put a stupid camera angle, which you can't even see if anybody's offside because it's not a line of sight like that. It was more off to the corner like that. And then they go, VAR goal. And I thought, huh? Goal? Well, I celebrated it like I celebrated the Welsh try. I thought it was brilliant. And stuff VAR, it's just something we've got to deal with at the moment. I don't know. So I know a lot of refs. Um, we don't people don't like it, but when we watch rugby and other sports like that, we, we might not agree with them. But if we can hear what they're actually saying yeah, and what they're checking for, we might not. We might say, "Oh, well, I see what he was saying. He's explained himself. I thought this was offside because of this, or this was this because of that." And then we could say, "Fair enough." If if that's how he's interpreting it, at least we know what he was thinking. With these guys, we. 
why were they in there for five minutes trying? You know, in my I know we're Arsenal supporters. You think they're trying to make him look offside? I mean, I remember a similar one before Christmas where um, Pookie scored a goal against Chelsea, which would have took them two one up, and he was onside all day long, and that took five six minutes. You think well. How are they to? If it takes five minutes to see if someone's offside or not, then they're onside, aren't they? If if it's that yeah. close, just give them the benefit of the doubt because offside is not saying oh half of your foot's offside. It's to stop goal hanging. It's to stop people deliberately standing, you know, yards offside to gain an advantage. It's not in the. I know people say that's not in the spirit of the game, but it's not. Given toes offside, that's no good to anyone. And saying that I was given the attack, the advantage to the attacker, how? That's not an advantage, having yeah, half a toe offside. To be fair, boys, we had the right result in the end, so let's wrap that oh, VR yeah. thing up. Yeah. It was a yeah, great goal. They're saying that um, it's always against us. At the moment, Arsenal were minus one on decisions. We've had uh, four... Um, there's been some poor decisions, OK? But that is down to the... That's not... In the week. That's not VAR's fault. That's the official's fault. The one against Sheffield United is an absolute disgrace. I know, but I don't want to spend all night talking about VAR, boys. We, you know, we won a game of football. Um, it was, you know, to be fair to Ozil, lovely little layoff, and Lacazette made no mistake, and it was fantastic to go one nil up at that point. You know, thirteen minutes left, but then Dan West Ham came back at us, didn't they? They really had a go. Yeah, I was quite surprised about that because they'd uh, failed to do much during the whole of the game and they were very, very uh, defensive the whole time. Every time we had an attack, they would stuff their player, um, their their um, their area full of players. And I thought that at times it looked like the only decent player they had was playing in goal. But yeah, but then they come out and when we called that goal and almost straight away they tried to score a goal. And knowing our luck, I was expecting that because I wasn't watching again. I think I was I was um, editing the, the JPEG for, the, for our tweets because uh, so I update it as we go along. And you don't really expect anyone to try and have a shot on goal straight away. But I saw the replay, but I thought they were quite unlucky. They were at times, weren't they? I mean, um, Nick, you know, five minutes out of extra time. Fair play to West Ham. They showed great good sparring coming back at us. But we managed the game well, didn't we? We managed the game well. And, you know, it, 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 was, it was lovely to see us winning. Yeah, I'll tell you what I was really happy with, even though he played like nearly six minutes. But I loved it when we were sort of on the break and Aubameyang sort of looked over, looked over and looked at... I don't know if he actually... If they've got a clock at the Emirates, I think when that goes to 45, that just sits there. But it's all, he actually sort of walked into the corner flag and wasted another 20, 30 seconds. And that was it. And I'm like, so... Because I've seen it so many times where we've done that and just... I've tried to score another goal and completely messed it up and they're on the break. So I was really, you know, the fact he's, you know, captain and he'd done things like that. Um, he's not happy. <laughs> the fact he did that, that I was really impressed with that. Yeah. The, yeah. The touchline judges have let him down. It was one of those, isn't it? It was, it was, it was, it was strange. But look, we, we went on. Um, Michael Hardiman, thanks. It's good to be back, pal. It's good to see you in the box. Um, oh, for fuck's Oh, no. Oh, this is looking awful. Sorry. Um, right. That's it. That's the game. Okay. I can't concentrate anymore. Um, it's another three points and it leaves us ninth in the league. Okay. Um, 
or 10th. Was it we were 10th in the league? Yeah, 10th. No, we were 9th. If Burnley win... They are. They're and, winning 1-0. And they're 1-0 up at the moment. Yeah. It'll leave us 10th in the league. Okay, but we've got games in hand on Tottenham. We've got games in hand on Burnley. We've got games in hand on Wolves. We're in a pretty decent position. I know the game in hand is City, and that's going to be a tough one midweek, okay? But, you know, we're, we're, we're on a roll at the moment. If we can get anything out of the City game, I'll be over the moon. So, you know, it, it's 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 nice to see us in this position at the moment, you know, where we're, we're getting there. We've had a real disappointment in the Arcos game, but we're kind of getting there. What were your thoughts on the game, Dan? Were you happy or were you oh, fucking bollocks? Yeah, the second one. He's going to fall off that chair, isn't he? <laughs> uh, yeah, looking back, it's, it's, it's a win. It's a clean sheet. It, um, it's against a team that have uh, they're on the up at the moment. They've had a couple of decent results lately. They're fighting for their lives on the bottom half of the Premier League. As much as I'd like to see West Ham get relegated, because I don't like the fact that they get that stadium for one pound a week, and I don't like their owners uh, that aren't. Thank Boris. Thank Boris for that. Yeah, thank Boris. Cheers, Boris, and these seventeen kids. So yeah, it's just um, I moan about the game being boring, but. You know, I was thinking, you look back at the Invincible run when every single game we won 8-0, you would think. Um, but then you think back at those games, some of those games during the Invincible run were rubbish and we were lucky to get draws, lucky to get wins. And it's just another one of them games. Can't complain too much. Just uh, like Nicky was saying, VAR, if used properly, or people have been saying in the chat, VAR is good if it's used properly. But we've got arrogant referees. That's why we don't have any referees at the World Cup because we don't have the best referees in the world. And if you go and listen to the Peter Crouch pod, you'll hear why, because the referees are just uh, knobs. Don't like them. It's shocking, shocking. Right, um, Nicky, your thoughts on the win? Well, first half was a bit crap for both sides, really. You know, we had possession. They could have probably scored at least one, maybe two. And... Even the second half, I thought this is going to end up nil-nil until we had that goal, which, like I say, before VAR, that weren't a goal, was it, before this year? But this time of the year, you know, we're, what, March? It doesn't really matter about the performance. You know, we've got to get the points. Who cares? If we if there's a chance that we can get up there into fifth and Man City's ban is going to be, you know, upheld and, we, and fifth place does get the Champions League, We've got to try and get there. I, I, look, I think Champions League's on. I think Champions League's on. What, fifth or fourth? Fourth. It's oh. on. It's on. I'm, I'm, I, you, you look at the inconsistency in these teams this season, okay? Yeah. Some of these teams, you know, Chelsea, they, they've been horrible. Horrible. Spurs have been horrible, okay? Well, I've lost this in the road for Spurs. Yeah. <laughs> well, if they lose today, you pre- come on, Burnley. It's the only good thing you'll ever do in your lives, you scumbags. Do it for us. Um, do it. Do you it. know, but, you know, there's, there's some really, really horrible teams there. Sheffield United have been decent, but they're not great, okay? Um, United are, they are bipolar. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Um, there's nothing there to be scared of. Yes, the City game is a bit daunting this week, okay? But we've got to have a go at it. We've got to really go for them. Um, and hope, fingers crossed, it'll click for us. So let's go on to some questions then, guys. Um, first question. Danny, this one's for you. Um, from Joe Madeira, 1993. And he says, why does Arteta insist 
on starting over on the left? Nobody knows, but Freddie did the same thing, Emery did the same thing, and Wenger did the same thing. So I'm just putting it down to they know best and I don't. But he should be the, um, the head of our attack. It should be him playing up front, have some big lump playing next to him. We've tried him and Lacazette playing next to each other. I think it worked quite well. But I think a lot of it is to accommodate Ozil because if you're playing Lacazette, big man, little man, if you're playing right and Bergkamp up front, you haven't got enough room for Ozil behind as well as having the, the, the Saka on the left and Pepe on the right. I think it's uh, you can't leave certain players out. I, I think as well, we're a possession-based team. You know, Oba's holder plays not great. He's somebody who likes playing off the shoulder to use his pace. I think, you know, it's a bit difficult to have him as that as that pinnacle man in that team. But, you know, we'll wait and see now. Um, Joe Madeira, um, who else? There's somebody else who has asked about this as well. There's a couple of people um, who've asked about, um, GM, um, about Gabriel Martinelli. Let me look, see if I can find who that is. There's been quite a few asking why he wasn't starting and why he hasn't been playing. Yeah, all right. Somebody said, John Bernstein, if Jason can only pick one, is it a Spurs loss or a Wales win? It's a Wales win every day of the week, mate. Okay, every day of the week. I'm sorry, okay? Is this a Bible quote, 3316? Is that a Bible quote? I will knock your fucking head off, mate. Let's get back onto this. Sorry, guys. And whoever else has answered this question, I haven't got your names. I do apologise. But, Mickey... Why has Arteta stopped playing Gab Martinelli? Yeah, I've found, I've, they were saying that during the week. And I think when we signed him in the summer, didn't he come straight from like the Brazilian league and join us within like a week or something? So he didn't have, pretty much have no pre-season when we signed him, hardly. And like I say, he's still an 18-year-old kid. You know, he's got to adapt to, you know, how we play in the Premiership. That's a lot faster. And like I say, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Maybe he could have a slight niggle or they've planned to say, right, you know, we're brought back in Eddie. We're going to play him for the next two months. We're going to get Martin and we're going to stick him at the gym, work on this fitness, this whatever tactics and how we want him to play. And then we're going to go from there. So it's one of those things where I know, we, as the, you know, Arsenal supporters and the media in general, we want to know every plan, everything that goes on behind closed doors. You know, not just Arsenal, all football clubs, and they don't want us to know. They don't want us to know what they're planning, who they're planning on buying, who they're planning on selling, who's going to play in what position, what work they're doing. You know, in the training ground. So we just have to buy our time. And he showed us he's a decent player. So whether he's thinking, right, Martinelli, Enketia, you've got it now, because I think Lacazette will probably be off in the summer. It's going to be at least like Lacazette or Aubameyang off in the summer. And you can look at these two and say, right, do you want to step up or do you want me to go out and spend 40, 50 million and buy a replacement? Show me what you got. Yeah. I mean, Pete Colson asked the same question. He talks about um, Martinelli moving on because there'll be big teams sniffing around him. I think Arteta, I think his relationship with Martinelli looks sound. I think, you know, you, you, you'll, you'll see this develop quite nicely for us, in all honesty. That's my opinion, okay? I just think that you're a young guy and they, they, they're looking at him. I think he's going to get his opportunity this season with the run-in. 
And I think he'll take that opportunity and I think he's going to win a place. Um, yeah, the problem you've got at the moment is, you know, I, I think he's a centre forward. If he wants to play on the left, or there's Aubameyang in front of him. Or Alba will go. I, I think, I, I, yeah, I'd be very surprised if he stays. Both? So I just, uh, Aubameyang and Lacazette? Yeah. Look, You've got to replace goals, as we spoke about in the podcast. We'd have to sign a superstar striker if we got rid of both, surely. Yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to reinvest that money. I have zero faith in Raul Sanlehi. Zero faith. So I, I don't know. I mean, look, if you get enough money for the pair of them, and you've got a ready-made replacement to come in and a deal in principle agreed, I got no problem with it. I got no emotional attachment to either of them. I got a lot of time for both of them. I think they're both very good players. I think, you know, Lacazette's form has, has suffered because of the midfi- uh, midfield makeup, because the personnel we have in midfield. Um, Obama Young, I think he's been great, clutch player. You know, he's done, he's done brilliant for us, okay? But, you know, I'm not, I, it wouldn't bother me. It wouldn't. But you'd have to get the right player in to replace them. And then the pressure really is on Martinelli and the Ketia then, because they have to deliver. At the moment, if they don't deliver, it ain't the end of the world because you've got the two premium strikers there. Mm. You know, um, we've just got to start making better decisions with our midfielders. That's the big thing for us at the moment. That's what I'm most worried about. Um, John Bernstein asks, and I'll take this one actually, um, is it time to try Willock or AMN in a deeper position in midfield? I feel like our lack of athleticism is killing us. I agree with you, John. I, I do agree with you. I would try both, okay? Willock's form has been poor recently. Um, I'm not sure what the reason for that is, okay? But I would give both a go. But obviously, there's an issue between Maitland-Niles and Arteta at the moment, and that is concerning. Um, Ceballos... You can see the talent, but I, uh, you know, he's he's a very talented passer of the ball. Yeah, he, he's given us everything today, to be fair to him, but he's not been great. Xhaka, I like Xhaka. I don't mind telling you he was awful today, but he wasn't as bad as people have made out either. Do you know what I mean? There were a few poor balls. There were 11 poor balls, and, and that was, you know, he's got to improve. But the link between the attack and that those two midfielders is missing, and we need real dynamism in there. And in all fairness to Willock and the MN, they have that athleticism and that dynamism. So, fingers crossed, they'll get a chance and they'll do well. That's all I'm hoping for. Um, Danny, John Bernstein asks, and this one is going to you. I'm watching the Seattle Sounders game later, he says. What is more likely, me catching the coronavirus or Arsenal getting into the Champions League? Well, America hasn't got that much of the coronavirus at the moment, and we're not getting into the Champions League because Man City will just um, bankrupt UEFA and FIFA and uh, any other competition that tries to uh, organisation that tries to stop them. So uh, later tonight, the Seattle Sounders are who are they playing? Um, they're home to the Columbus Crew. I hope Columbus Crew smash you about fifteen nil. And um, come on, Portland Timbers! I was going to say, shiver me Timbers. I am. We had a magnificent start of the season. We got smashed 3 1. It's not going to be a good season. Never mind. Nicky, 
Pete Colson asks, I think we're in danger of losing at least one of our best young players in the summer. Which would be the hardest loss? Martinelli, Leno or Saka? I don't want to lose any of them. Pick one, boy. Pick one. Pick one. Saka. Really? Well, it took us this long to get a decent goalkeeper. And if Aubameyang and Lacazette are off, we'll need at least, you know, we'll need Martinelli, we need a striker. Whereas Saka, I mean, he's a good kid and he started off really well. But I don't, you know, he's doing well for a youngster. Can he maintain this over a course of a season or or two seasons? Or is he going to get a bit found out like what um, Awobi did? where he started off like a house on fire, scoring goals, giving it the old gun celebrations and all that. And then he just sort of fizzled out, got a bit found out. Not saying he was a bad player, but he was just given... I mean, we all called him average a because he was he was average a lot of the time. Just done the basics, wasn't scoring goals, just did an okay job. And where they are, where he is at the moment, if we could get decent money for him, which I don't think no one would give us silly money for him but then also isn't he like his contract up at the end of the summer plus he's on like three grand a week so Saka oh Saka look I no, yes but Saka's that he's still on that um academy uh, yeah, I think he's on like three grand a week but no one's allowed to take him because of his yeah. age I think I'd, I'd be honest with you, I'd let Leno go before either of those two Martinelli thing I think attacking players come at a premium I think you're you, you know you can be fine far more able to replace a keeper than you are in, in good young talent. When you look at your um, investment in Saka coming through the academy, it's negligible in comparison to your investment in other areas of the pitch. And if you can get goals from the, from those areas, that really adds to your thing. Keepers, I, I really, really, really like Leno. I got a lot of time for him. I feel a bit of a bond with him. But he'd be easier to replace than the other, the other two. Give you minutes to go or buy another keeper. If we, I mean, I don't I'll want to get keeper. rid of any of them. I'm, I'm not saying I want to get. I don't want to get rid of Saka. Yeah, I'm not buying another keeper. I'd buy another keeper. To be, right. to be honest, there, I think I'm. Uh, you know, you. you uh, I like I like Martinez, but I don't. I think there's a gap in um, in quality there in comparison to the other guys. Um, Dan, what's unfair, your thoughts? Not fair question, Peter Colson. You asked her. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, what's your thoughts on that one? Uh, I'm not going to answer it, Steve. Your question. Who asked the question? Peter uh, Colson. Oh, well, there you go. Stupid fucking question. Bam him. Well, Time out. Um, <laughs> it's going to be interesting, but look, that's it for today, guys. Um, it's three points. It's three points. It's it's happy days, okay. You know, we um uh, we we made hard work of it. Now that was a game we should have, you know, we should have won by two or three, but that's the way it is. We face Man City this week. I don't know what the lineup is yet. I've done it for um uh, for the show. Are you picking the, the the lineup for Arteta. We kept that quiet. <laughs> I'll tell you what, mate, if I was picking the lineup for Arteta, we'd have won 5 0 today. Shut up, you chasing shit. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. Sorry. Look, I, I, I love Arteta. I think he's doing a great job. Um, chat box, I, I big you up, but I've only got 66 likes. That's putrid. Um, I, I asked for 80. 
you haven't done it. So go stuff yourselves. Yeah, just go stuff yourselves. Go to hell, you know? What, what can I say? If you're not going to give me the 80 I want, okay, you're not going to get any love. Come on, uh, Jackbox, get up to 80. Be like England in the rugby. Don't be like Wales. Yeah, no. It's, it's, no. Yeah, it's, it's depressing at the moment. We should say thank you to one of your lot, Jace. Richard Morris He's at Arsenal at the moment. He's taken off his Arsenal shirt. He's put on his Wales shirt and he's celebrating the thing. And he also stuffed us £10 down your shorts via did a pound donation. He oh, did to be getting 10 quid. Richard, you're a star, mate. Thank you so much. Rich, it's tough times at the moment, pal. But we're on the attack here. Come on. Come on, get it. Go, go on, fucking twat. You know. Uh, this England side's good, to be fair to them. Um, but... There we go. So, so, um, to those of you listening on any other platform, I'm presenting the show whilst watching the rugby at the same time. And at the end of this month, I will be presenting the show whilst watching the British Touring Car Championships, a real sport for real men and women. Although there are none. What can I say? What can I say? Goodbye. I don't know what the hell that is. Um, yeah, no, that's it. So, um, yeah, another shout out, Matthew J. Watkins. Guys, you know. <sighs> We talk a lot about mental health on this show. Um, you know, your, your normal health, your physical health is just as important. If there are things that you're suffering from, it's things that, you know, you feel are getting you down. If you think, that, you know, you've got a lump or something or there's, there's something not quite right, get it seen to be brave, okay? You know, you've only got one life and we need you in the chat box because, you know, you're, you're, you're part of our family, you're part of our ABW family. And we think the world of you. Um, without you, there is none of this. This means nothing, you know. Um, so you know, please take care of yourself. Whether you're male, whether you're female, it doesn't matter. If there's anything bothering you, get it checked out. If you're feeling stressed, if you're feeling that you may be suffering from any mental health issues, go speak to somebody about it. You know, a problem shared is a problem halved, and you, you know, you've got to take care of yourselves, guys. Too many people soldier on and think they're being tough you're not you're just doing yourself harm by not addressing the situation okay so please 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 take care of yourselves okay you know we give a shit about you we don't want to do something we've we've lost two of our own this year i don't mind telling you i haven't wanted a pod for a while i, I couldn't give a shit losing dave and steve has hurt like hell you know they're people who are always in your life Every day there's a voice message from Steve. Every day there's me and you know Dave's there being lovely as usual, and and losing these guys, you know, part of the zing and part of the enjoyment of doing this, you know, it, it just left the building for a while, and you know, so that's that's what I've had to look at the last couple of weeks. Do I want to carry on doing this? But you guys, you make it worthwhile. The fun I see in that chat box is brilliant. So take care of yourselves, please. Please, please take care of yourselves. Um, you still, you're only just 73 likes, so I'm still not giving you any love, okay? But please, you know what I'm, you know what I'm saying. And my thanks to you, Nicky. It's the first time I've parted with you. Yeah. Congratulations. This is, something, this is something to put in your CV now. Yeah. And if people want to find Nick, um, he does Twitch. It will put his uh, link on the screen now. Just go to Twitch, set up an account, just go and follow him. N I C K F I G H T S. And I'm not going to say most of the games he plays are shit, although they are. Although I was watching him playing Far Cry Five, 
And uh, yes, that was that was quite good. But the rest of them, they're all dark and scary. Far Cry Five. What's you that? You shut your face. You. It's like Pac-Man, Joyce. He'll understand that. I play Golf Clash. <laughs> that's, about, that's about as far as I get. Um, Jose Jimenez, thank you, mate. Thomas from Norway, thank you, guys. Danny, um, I would say thank you, but you bored me senseless today. At least I won at rugby. I don't even like the sport. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well done. Nice. I like that a lot. <laughs> you don't even like rugby. That's the best part about it. Never watched a game in my life, and I'm never fucking going to either. <laughs> and they're both wrong. <laughs> um, Chatbox, you're magnificent as always. Thank you ever so much. Okay. Um, have a good week. We'll be back with the Man City show. Enjoy yourselves. Um, take care of yourselves. If you're listening to any of the platform, thanks for, for, for listening. We really do appreciate it. Danny, switch this shit off. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog. <laughs>